listening to the Faithology Podcast with John Barrett, where you'll hear great ideas, interviews, and inspiration to help maximize your spiritual growth. Hey guys, I'm John Barrett. Thanks for listening to the Faithology Podcast once again. I'm so glad that you're here. I hope you're having a great day so far, or the day's about to get better for you as you're listening podcast today. Guys, this is all about raising your faith to a new level so that you can experience the fullness of what God has for you and so that you can accomplish all that God has called you to do. Guys, life is a journey and we're called to make the most of it, to give it our very, very best, to be the best version of ourselves, so that we honor God and so that we connect with other people and make a difference in their life. And I'm glad that you're here today because that means that you're growing yourself. That means that you're doing something to push yourself further into the destiny that God has for you. You're seeking out wisdom. You're seeking out truth. You're seeking out motivation. You're seeking out inspiration. And that's why you're here today listening. And that fires me up. That gets me excited because if there's one thing that I love to be around, that's people that have a vision and have a dream and a passion to do something with their life. So guys, today I'm going to add value to you. I got a great show for you prepared for today and some things I want to talk to you guys about. Basically, it's this. I want to talk to you guys about passing the tests. You see, life is a series of tests. Literally, that's what life is. That's what God sends our way. Every single day, you face tests in your life, and you're either going to pass those or fail those tests, depending on how you respond to them. You know, sometimes we know that a test is coming. We either sense it or we know in a few weeks there's something happening and we know it's going to test us. Sometimes we get pop quizzes, right? I mean, we're just going through life. We're going about our day and a challenging circumstances pops up. Or you know what? Somebody gets really upset at us or responds really negatively towards us. And that's a pop quiz. What are we going to do with it? What's going to happen when your coworker gets upset or when a family member does this or that? You know, sometimes we don't even know that there's tests coming. I mean, we are blindsided by it, right? I can remember sitting in class and, you know, there'd be times that the teacher would come in and I would just be walking in the class thinking, hey, I'm just going to chill out. I'm just going to relax. No big deal. Just kind of get through this class today. And then the teacher would start class and say, okay, guys, surprise. We've got a major test coming up. It counts for this much percentage of your grade. And I remember thinking, no. I wasn't ready for this. And so many times in life, that's how it is. And, you know, we're not going to know all the tests that come our way. You know, we we don't see into the future. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow and the next day. But one thing that we can be sure about, that's that life will bring us tests and that God tests our faith because God wants to develop us. If you think about school, The whole reason that we have tests is not because it's just drudgery and we're trying to torture kids or anything. The whole reason that you have tests is because you're trying to see what you've actually learned. That's when you take all the stuff that you've been putting into you and all the things that you've been educated on and all the things that you've been learning about. And a test is when you have the opportunity now to see if it really comes out of you. What you put into you, does it really come out of you? And that's what a test is all about. And so you can rest assured that God's going to test us every single day. Some are bigger tests. Some are smaller. Some are just little things that aren't a big deal. Some are huge things that are life-altering. But we all face tests. Every day is a classroom. And every day is an opportunity to either pass the test or to fail this test. And guess what? If we fail it, 
that usually means we got to take it again. So what I want to do today is, is kind of be a teacher today. I want to help you out. I want to give you three P's that you need to pass the test. You know, in, in class, I can remember you would get a P or an F, which was a pass or a fail, right? And depending on which one you got, you either got to move on or you were destined to repeat it again. So I want to give you the three P's so that you can pass the test in life. I believe that if you can use these three P's to your advantage, if you can begin to develop these three P's in your life, you are going to pass any test that comes your way, no matter what it is. Because the Bible gives us these three P's in Hebrews 12. It gives us the answers to the test. Guys, this is like, you know, the, the cliff notes of, of the big version. I mean, Hebrews 12 gives us the answers to life's test. And let me read it to you. It's Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 2. Check it out. It says this, therefore, and remember, whatever you hear therefore in the Bible, you've got to understand what it's there for. So that's just a little side note. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So the first P that we've got to get based on this verse is this, perseverance. Remember, it said, therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the, so, the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with what? Perseverance, the race marked out for us. So the first P that you got to have is this heart, this attitude, this mindset of perseverance that you're not going to stop. Now, there was this great test that was done years ago in 1967 by J.R. Stevenson, and it was the five monkey experiment. And what they did is, is they took five monkeys and they put them into a room and they put a ladder in the middle of the room. And at the top of the ladder was a bushel of bananas, right? Every monkey's dream, a bushel of bananas at the top. Well, what happened is, is these five monkeys were kind of hanging out and they saw the bananas and they started to climb the ladder, excited to get the bananas. Well, what they did, now remember, this is like pre-laws uh, for animals and all this stuff, right? This is 1967. You could torture animals, I think, and it was legal, okay? So don't get upset at me. This was illegal back then. But the monkeys began to climb the ladder, and they hosed them down with a big sort of fire hose, water hose, and they would just spray these monkeys, keeping them from the bananas, and so the monkeys would rush back down all cold and wet, and they'd run back down the ladder, and they'd, they'd go to the corners. And then once the, the water stopped, they would kind of dry off, and they'd start to climb the ladder again. And guess what they did? They'd hose them down. And they did this until all five monkeys in the room stopped climbing the ladder. They said, forget it. The bananas aren't worth it. We're not going to go through all this. We know what happens when we climb the ladder. We get hosed down. So what they did is is they took one monkey out of the five. They took one monkey away and they, they took them out of the room and they introduced one brand new monkey. All right, so we got four monkeys that have been hosed, that have been, you know, tortured by this water device. And then you got this one brand new monkey who walks into the room and he looks at that ladder 
And then he looks at the top and there's a bushel of bananas. Hello, what does he do? He's like, let's go. Sorry, that was my monkey. And he starts climbing up the ladder. And guess what happens? The other four monkeys grab that monkey and they yank him down like, hey, don't you do that. We're gonna get all wet. You do not wanna do that. You are gonna get hosed down. This is gonna be bad news. And they kept doing it to the monkey. So the monkey would keep going back to the ladder and he'd start to climb and the other monkeys would pull him down. So then what they did is this. Once they found out that that new monkey stopped climbing, he just gave up altogether. He didn't even know why. They just, other monkeys pulled him down. What they did is, is they took out one more of the original monkeys. So now you've got three original monkeys that have been hosed down. One that doesn't even know why you're not supposed to climb the ladder, but he just knows you don't climb the ladder. And then one brand new monkey who walks in, guess what he does? He looks at the ladder. He thinks, wow, a bushel of bananas at the top. This is amazing. And he starts to climb the ladder. Guess what the other four monkeys do? They grab him and yank him down. This goes on and on again until the new monkey stops climbing the ladder. Well, I'll spare you each one, but basically they go and they go through all the original monkeys and they introduce all brand new monkeys into this thing. So now you've got five monkeys that have never even experienced the water. All they know is, is that they were yanked down and that you're not supposed to climb the ladder for some reason. And guess what happened? When they introduced the last monkey, the last monkey came in, he got pulled down by the other four who, by the way, didn't even know why they were pulling them down. They just, the other monkeys did. And all of a sudden, all five monkeys didn't climb the ladder. Okay, so what's the point in all this? It's this, that when you begin to get met with challenges in your life, the temptation to give up, to stop moving forward will keep you from getting the bushel of bananas. Guys, listen, God has got a bushel of bananas for you. And so many times we get hosed down with water or we stop trying. We don't even know why we stopped trying, but we just gave up. I mean, we don't even know what's going to happen. We, we might step out and, and have success and do incredible things, but we're so scared to step out because we don't think we can do it. We stop climbing the ladder and we don't even know why sometimes. And yet the whole time, God's got something amazing for us. And every test that you face, it's going to require perseverance to break through. The ability to keep going no matter what holds you down. You see, we got to stay strong. We got to keep climbing. Guys, James 1, 2 through 4 says this, Consider it pure joys, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. And perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Guys, we've got to persevere. No matter what happens, don't let yourself get knocked down. Keep on keeping on. Listen, difficulties don't exist to make life harder. They exist to make you stronger. And when you look at every challenge as an opportunity to learn and to grow, if you'll remain faithful and keep going, too many people stop short of their dreams because they stop reaching. They stop trying because they've been beaten down for so long. I'm here to tell you guys today, stop doing that. Just let go of that fear. Let go of that limiting mentality or those failures. I don't care if you failed 755,000 times. Don't let it stop you from reaching forward and reaching higher. In fact, I'm going to do a little experiment with you. All right? I want you to do this with me, okay? If you're driving, then just be careful, okay? But here we go. I want you to reach up as high as you can. 
That's right, just take your right hand and reach up as high as you can. All right, you got it? All right, now what I want you to do is go a little bit further. Come on, stretch it just a little bit further higher. All right, now what I want you to do is go a little bit further. Guess what? Go a little bit further. You know what? You're doing it. You can do it because there's always a way to go higher. Even though the first time you reached up and you stopped and you said, all right, it's high as I can go. When I said go further, guess what you did? You reached up a little bit higher. You may have turned your body a little bit more just to get it a little bit higher. I did this this, uh, experiment one time when I was speaking to a large group and one of the guys that was sitting in his chair, he kept reaching up and finally he just stood up. And then when I said, well, keep going, guess what he did? He got on his chair and he stood up. Then when I said, keep going, he came up on the stage with me and then he reached up high and he said, I'm getting higher. And guess what? We could have done this forever. He could have taken an airplane and gone up in the sky and said, see, I'm reaching higher. Listen, my point is this. There's, you can always go higher. There's always a way. Just when you think you've reached your limit and you say, well, I've, I've gone as high as I can go. When I challenge you to go further, you did it. Because when you get in your mind that you can go higher, guys, you will figure out a way to do it. Because with God, all things are possible. So I want to challenge you. Have perseverance in your life and push on with everything you've got. The second one is this. The second P that I want you to have is perspective. I want you to have the right perspective. That means that you've got to see opportunity. You've got to see things. Remember in Hebrews 12, it says this, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Listen what it says, fix your eyes on Jesus. That's about perspective. You see, you've got to be able to see the way that God sees. You've got to get the right perspective. Too many times we're so close to our challenges and our problems that we can't even see around them because we've got them so close. If I ask you to take your hand and put it right up against your nose, right, your hand's going to look huge. It's going to cover your, your eyes, your sight. You can't see around it. But your hand isn't that big. If you back up a little bit, that hand just gets smaller and smaller. In fact, the further away you get from it. And see, it's all a matter of perspective. Are you so close to your problems and your challenges and your circumstances that you can't see around them? Sometimes you just got to back up and get perspective. Listen, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will begin to change. Think about that for a minute. Now, there was this awesome test done years ago in a seminary a seminary that was teaching these uh, up-and-coming preachers and Bible students on you know, how to preach the gospel and how to reach people and how to be used by God to, to make a difference. And what they did is, is they told all the students, they, they had them all in an assembly, and they said, all right, we're going to give you two hours to go back to your dorm room, and we want you to prepare the best message you've ever given on the Good Samaritan. Right, And you know the story of the Good Samaritan, the, the guy who comes along the road and he sees the person that's hurting on the side of the road and he helps him out. And basically it was like, look, that's like Jesus. I mean, you know, we, we, we've got to give people a cup of cold water at all times. And so anyway, they, they told that these seminary students to go prepare the best message they've ever could give on the Good Samaritan. So they gave them two hours and they said, when the two hour, when we, when we ring the bell on campus, we want you to come back here as fast as you can immediately. Okay. So don't, don't slow down. Just get, get back here as fast as you can. So what happened is, is these students went back and they began to prepare messages on the Good Samaritan, right? How can I teach this and help people understand the principles and the, the Good Samaritan, how important this is? Well, what the students didn't know is that what they did is, is they began to 
place people, they planted a few homeless people or people dressed up like homeless people on the sides of the paths on the way to the chapel, people that needed help. And so they staged them all around the campus so that no matter what dorm room people came from, that they would run into this sort of needy person on the side of the road that was looking for help, looking for assistance, right? The Good Samaritan, that's what this was all about. So what they did is, is time came up, they staged these people all along the paths in different ways, and they rang the bell for chapel. And guess what? All the students began to jump out of their dorm room. They started coming to, to the chapel as fast as they could to go preach their message on the Good Samaritan. And guess what? 90% of the students rushed past the people that were in need on the side of the road. 90%, there was only 10% of the students stopped and helped the people on the side of the paths that needed help. Now, how cool is that? I mean, not cool, I guess, but how interesting is that? That, that these guys were, were focused on giving this message about helping people in need, and yet they missed it because their eyes were on getting back to the chapel and their eyes were so focused on the task at hand that they missed an opportunity right in front of them, even though that that's what they were even studying and going to preach about. Well, what's my point in all this? My point is this. There are so many opportunities in front of you every day for you to be used by God to make a difference. And too many times we pass by because we're so focused on ourselves. We're so focused on the tasks at hand that we miss opportunities to make a difference. We miss it. Guys, we miss opportunities to be used by God. Listen, I do a lot of business coaching. There, there are so many entrepreneurs that I work with that they miss these simple opportunities to engage in business and in commerce and in services because they just, they're so focused on, on these tasks that they miss opportunities to connect with people and grow their business. Guys, whatever thing that you're applying this to, if it's your life, it's if it's your family. Guys, too many times there's so many kids that, that they just get left in the dust because mom and dad are so busy working on this and working on that. And the kid's saying, will you just come and play with me? And guess what? We say, no, 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 we don't have time. I will later. I will later. And we miss the opportunities to make a difference in our kids' lives. Guys, get perspective. Fix your eyes on what really matters. If you're going to pass the tests in life, then you got to get your eyes fixed on Jesus. And the most important thing is that he uses you to make a difference in people's lives. So get perspective. The third P that I want to talk about is this. If you're going to pass the test in life, you've got to have patience. That's right. You've got to have patience. And if you're frustrated because it's taken too long to get patience, well... I think you've just answered your own question, okay? I mean, listen, guys, patience is a big deal. Now, you guys have probably heard of this test, the marshmallow test they did in the 60s and 70s at Stanford University. This is an incredible test, okay? They took the, these uh, kids and they put them into a room, okay? And they said, listen, we're going to give you one marshmallow right now. You can eat this marshmallow right away if you want. It's a tasty, fluffy, white marshmallow. But... If you just wait a little bit longer, I can't remember how long it was, like maybe an hour or two hours. If you just wait and don't eat it, we'll give you more later on. We'll give you a whole handful of, of, of marshmallows. And all of a sudden, they, they put these kids in these scenarios. And guess what? Check this out. Three out of 10 
Only three out of the 10 kids managed to delay their gratification and they waited. The other seven kids couldn't wait, even though they could have had tons of marshmallows, they wanted that one. And a lot of these kids, they were sitting there, they'd wait for five minutes and they couldn't handle it and they just eat it. Only three out of 10, only 30% of the people, uh, you know, didn't give in to the temptation, but they had patience. And they called this thing the, uh, the ability to have delayed gratification, the ability to, to put things off and to have patience and to wait on things. But you know what's even more interesting than this study is that 30 years later, a guy went back and he did a 30-year study of every single one of these kids that went through these tests at Stanford University. This is where the really interesting stuff happens. He, he traced these kids over 30 years to see what happened. And the delayers, the ones that, that waited until they got all the marshmallows, the, the only that three out of 10, the 30% that were the, they call them uh, delayed gratification kids, guess what? Almost every single one of them were highly successful in what they had done with their life. Now check this out. The non-delayers, the ones that couldn't wait, couldn't have patience, they just ate the marshmallow, check this out, were 30% more likely to be overweight to have drug addictions and criminal activity in their life, jail time in their life. Now that is fascinating, guys. This study was published in some uh, major things and just an incredible study. But what, what's the point in all this is this, is that when you have the ability to have patience, you're, you're developing a muscle, a success muscle. But when you just give in and you just give, give up, and you don't have patience, a, a non-delayer, so to speak. You just go for the marshmallow right away, and you just, hey, forget what I can get later. I just want what I can get now. Guess what? You're setting yourself up for failure. Remember in Hebrews where it gives us the answers to the test? Here's where it talks about patience. It says, consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Guys, the Bible says don't grow weary and lose heart have patience. It's like grandma's law. Eat your veggies now, get dessert later, right? I mean, that's just grandma's law. Eat your veggies now and you'll get dessert later. But hey, if you don't eat your veggies, you don't get dessert later. Think about Job in the Bible and the patience he had to endure. And, you know, we live in such a fast food society. And I don't mean that just, you know, like physical food, but just that mentality of, of just microwave life, microwave success, fast food success. We want everything now within seconds. If we wait 10 seconds at a stoplight, we're freaking out, man. I mean, we're like, what is going on? Listen, but the, the kingdom of God is more like the farm. It takes time to cultivate, to grow, to mature, to develop. You've got to plant, you've got to water, you've got to harvest. There's a process. Guys, if you're going to have true kingdom success, then you're going to have to go with the farming principle, not the fast food principle. That means you've got to have patience. You've got to have patience. You've got to sow, and then you've got to wait. You've got to have patience so that you can reap the benefits later. So guys, I want to challenge you. These three things on here, how do you pass the test in life? I guarantee you, if you can develop perseverance, if you can develop perspective, and you can develop patience, guys, you're going to be able to do anything in life. You're going to be able to pass the test that God gives you because Every test that God puts in your way is an opportunity for you to go further or for you to fail and have to repeat it again. And guys, listen, life is too short. Life is too precious and too short to sort of sit around and, and miss the opportunities, 
to continue to fail and not pass the test. Guys, listen, don't be destined to repeat your experience right now just over and over. You know, I heard once that, you know, when we talk about the children of Israel, they had a 40 years they wandered in the desert. 40 years they wandered around the desert. They didn't get it. But I heard one preacher say, no, they, they didn't really wander for 40 years. They, they wandered for one year, and then they just kept repeating the same thing for the next 39 years. Okay, I mean, they just, they, they didn't pass the test. God gave them tests all the time. He just gave them these series of test after test after test if they were gonna trust him, if they were gonna be faithful. And guess what? They just kept failing and failing and failing. And then they just kept repeating that. They never learned. And you know what? They never got to enter the promised land because they never passed the test that God gave them. Guys, God has got a promised land for you. God has got a future. He's got a destiny for you. It may be in a business that you're starting. It may be in a ministry that you're a part of or, or a mission that you're getting ready to go on. It could be just simply you stepping up and getting involved at your church and, and, and being a part of serving. It could be something in your life, your work, maybe where you work of, of going to the next level there. But he's got something for you. He's got a promised land just for you, a land of abundance, a land of blessing, a land of the favor of God where he's got incredible things for you to do. And guess what? If you just keep failing these tests, you're never going to enter it. But if you begin to develop that perseverance, that perspective, and that patience, You'll begin to pass the test, and hey, you'll be able to be like the Joshua generation because they were the generation that got to enter the promised land because you know what? They stepped up to the plate. They, they passed the test. You can remember when, when, when Moses sent the spies into the promised land to go scout it out. Guess what? These spies came back and they all said, there's giants in the land. We can't do it. We'll never enter the land. We'll never get there. And guess what? They, they failed. But there were two guys, Joshua and Caleb, who stepped up and they said, guys, we can do it through Christ. We can take this land. Yeah, they may be giants in there and we may look like grasshoppers in their side, but guess what, guys? We've got God on our side. And when God is on our side, Goliath is coming down, baby. When God is on our side, giants turn into grasshoppers. And they had faith and faith pushed them. It gave them perseverance, it gave them perspective, and it gave them the patience to step out, to cross the Jordan, and to go into the promised land. And guess what? It was Joshua and Caleb who led the people there. The other people that that, that didn't want to do it, the people that failed the test because they didn't want to step out, the, those, they weren't able to enter the land, but it was the one who developed perseverance, perspective, and patience. It was the Joshua generation that stepped into the promised land. So I'm asking you today, guys, are you a part of the Joshua generation? Are you a part of a generation that's gonna step up for the things of God? That you're gonna say, you know what, God? Bring on the tests. God, I'm ready for them. God, I understand these tests are hard. I understand they're gonna come at me every day, but God, I wanna be faithful. God, I wanna do what you've called me to do. God, I wanna experience what you've called me to experience. God, I wanna make a difference the way that you've called me to make a difference. God, I don't wanna spend my life sitting around. I don't wanna spend my life talking about what could happen. I want to experience, God, what you want to happen. God, what you've already destined to happen. Guys, your future has been written by God. He knows it. It's good. 
It's it's prosperous. The Bible says that he's he's got hopes and plans for your future. And I'm telling you guys, he has laid out good things for you. Now, that doesn't mean that there's not going to be challenges. Guys, there's going to be tests along the way. But you go because the land that God is calling you to is a land where you need to be. And don't let anything or anybody or any limiting fear or limiting lack of perspective or patience or any of those things, don't let that keep you from going to the promised land. Guys, I want to encourage you today. Step out. Pass the test. You can do it. You've got what it takes. You've been called by God. You've been redeemed. You've been equipped. You've been given everything that you need through Jesus Christ, our Savior. And it's all about Him. It's His power working through us to make a difference in this earth. So guys, Thanks so much for listening today to the Faithology Podcast. Listen, I hope it's adding value to you guys. Listen, I do want to ask you to let your friends know about this podcast. Listen, guys, my heart, my desire, the reason that I breathe on this earth is to impact people and to encourage and inspire them to be everything God's called them to be. Guys, that's why I wake up in the morning and have a pep in my step. So guys, I would be honored if you shared this podcast with your friends. Guys, I want you to go check out my blog, johnbarrettblog.com. I've got my book, Faithology, and many other books you've got to get so that you can begin to put this stuff into your life to help you develop this perseverance, perspective, and patience. Guys, check out my blog, johnbarrettblog.com. Check out my, my resources, the books, all those things. If I can do something to coach you or add value to you or come and speak for your organization, or your church or anybody, I don't care who it is. Hey, let me know, guys. God bless you, man. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Faithology Podcast. To get more of John's resources, visit his website at www.johnbarrettblog.com.